to join us in worship all the way from Uganda. It's been great. Um, and, uh, um, you know, Tom is on his way, him and Lisa are on his way, their way to California um, with Matthew. Matthew is graduating from Calvary Preparatory Academy, which is the homeschooling that he's been doing, so graduating high school. So um, he's, uh, they're on their way out there. They may already be there, um, but uh, we want to pray for them in traveling mercies. And uh, Ken and Monica are going to be actually traveling to California tomorrow for a different reason, uh, going to the Calvary uh, um, Pastors Conference, right? Yeah, so we want to be in prayer for them as well in their travels. Um, and um, just uh, um, want to do that when we pray here in a moment um, after we uh read uh, the passage that we're going to go through, which is Philippians 4. So if anybody needs a Bible, James is standing up here. Um, But if you have your Bible or if you get one from James there as he hands them out, go ahead and uh, turn to Philippians 4. That's where we'll spend most of our time tonight. Um, I uh, also really enjoyed having the kids up here. some of you, most of you probably know that my wife, Ginger, leads the kids in worship downstairs as a part of the children's ministry. And she has such a heart for having these children capture what worship is about. And so she doesn't miss an opportunity when we have, you know, something like this where she can bring them up to see, you know, someone from all the way over in Africa that's leading in worship. And and so I'm sure there's probably some conversations going on right now about that. And that just blesses my heart to hear that. Um, and to see them up here. So Philippians 4, we're going to start in verse 4 and go to verse 13. Um, And after we read that in its entirety and then pray, I'll share with you a little bit more about why I feel God led me to speak on this tonight. All right, starting in verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, Whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. The things which you have heard, I'm sorry, learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at last your care for me has flourished again, though you surely did care, but you lacked opportunity. Not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. I know how to be abased, and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Let's pray over God's word. 
Lord, thank you for giving me the opportunity tonight to just share um, what you've put on my heart, Lord, but uh, mostly what you want to speak to people's hearts. Um, We do pray for traveling mercies for uh, Ken and Monica and for um, Pastor Tom and Lisa and Matthew and um, just uh, ask that you would be with them, keep them uh, safe and uh, just just uh, give them rest, God. Give them your peace, uh, as these passages say, that the the peace that passage understanding, the peace of God. Um, and uh, just be with us here tonight. We know you are with us. Help us to be free from distractions and to uh, focus on uh, on you tonight. In your name we pray. Amen. So, as as we start in this section here, sometimes as I'm preparing for uh, um, giving a talk, I'll listen to other uh, teachers. And I really like Skip Heisig um, from Calvary Chapel, Albuquerque. And I listened to him, and I think he did like four or five sermons on this section. So um, it won't be that long, I promise. But it, it made me think, wow, this is tackling a whole lot. But there's a reason that I wanted to go through this whole section And one is because at various times in my life, different parts of this passage have meant a lot to me. But most recently, God's just kind of brought it all together and show me the interconnectedness of this entire passage. Um, And I'll touch on that as we go through. But my my main hope is, as I prayed, that that God will speak to you personally. that, um, you know, this will, his word in this will touch you in some way where you are right now. And, uh, I invite anybody to come up and talk with me afterwards. I'm actually probably better on -on one-on-one conversations than I am in front of groups. But, um, you know, uh, I think some of these things we're talking about are very universal and struggles that a lot of us have. And, um, also there's a lot of encouragement in here, for those who are going through struggles or maybe going through struggles at some time or to be able to comfort others who are going through these things. So I really think there's something for everybody here. Um, so the interconnectedness, God speaking through his word. And then the other thing is this, this is deeply personal to me. Um, I struggle with anxiety um, and have to different degrees off and on through my life sometimes much more severe than other times. And, uh, you know, uh, these passages have been ones that have really brought me through that in a great way. Um, And the Lord has brought me through that. So I I wanted to share for those reasons. And um, I'll share a few things, insight that God has given me, but I kind of want to keep, you know, the focus too on on his word and let it speak for itself. But... uh, Starting in verse 4, rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. That verse is my mom's favorite verse. Um, my mom has uh, brought me up learning that verse, um, and uh, she she loves it. And, uh, and I see um, that joy in her life um, and uh, know that, that she lives that out, and it's really cool to see. Um, it's not always easy to rejoice, but it does say always, and it does say, again, I say rejoice. Um, and I think of who wrote this. Paul wrote this, and when he wrote it, he was in prison. Um, and uh, 
we all know that Paul suffered a lot. And as I was going through this, I realized that Paul probably struggled with anxiety quite a bit because he had people trying to kill him. And, you know, he, he had his own friends betraying him and, and uh, you know, just he had a lot uh going on. We'll say that. Um, I hear that from people a lot. Well, I've got a lot going on. Yeah. Well, Paul, Paul had a lot going on too. Um, and, and I think that, um, he still found way to rejoice and that's something to remember. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Um, you can take that in a couple of ways. One is that the Lord is is at hand, meaning he's coming soon. Hallelujah, right? We, we talk every all the time about he's coming back to, to take us home. And that's, that's one part of this. But also the Lord is at hand. I think of the verse that says the Lord is near to the brokenhearted. And um, a broken and a contrite heart the Lord will not despise. And I think sometimes in my life when I've tried to comfort others who are going through challenging things, um, that's the time when... Uh, that's become so true that the Lord is at hand. In uh, verse verse six, um, this verse almost seemed kind of cruel to me when I'm going through anxiety <laughs> at times. Um, there's even a, a verse, a version, and I, I've looked for it several times and I can't find it. So it makes me wonder if I made it up in my own mind. But I, I really do think there's a version of the Bible that reads when you become anxious instead of do not be anxious. But I kind of think that was a cop out for me to say, oh, you know, so um, I don't know for sure on that one. Um, But this version, um, New King James says, be anxious for nothing. Wow, those are strong words, right? Be anxious for nothing. But it doesn't leave us hanging there. Um, Paul says, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. I want to read that in the New Living Translation. And kind of just let that soak in a little bit and share something about that particular passage. So... Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Amen, right? So, I wrote some things about that um, a while back, just um, actually posted it on Facebook. And Facebook has this thing where it, it, it gives you your memories. And so they pop up sometimes things you posted like two years ago, three years ago. And you're like, I said that? And you're like, yeah, I did. And the Lord was really speaking to me then. And at that time I, I wrote, God has been speaking to me a lot about joy lately and living with joy. And I said, I've always loved verses five and six. It's like prayer is the antidote to worry and brings God's peace. Um, And then I thought about 
living joyfully, praying constantly, and receiving the peace of God, and to live in Christ. And uh, think about another thing that Paul said, to live as Christ and to die as gain. Um, and then um, Christ who is your life, I think that's in Colossians. So, you know, that's, that's the uh, prayer is the antidote to worry. Um, the other thing that uh, spoke to me about this, and I'll tell you, sometimes, sometimes I find... I can draw nearer to God if I read alone, if I'm alone, if I read the verses out loud. Sometimes he speaks to me more. Sometimes if I personalize it, and this is kind of one of the things where kind of personalize it a little bit, um, you know, it's, it's like God speaking directly to me kind of thing. And uh, this is another thing that I wrote at a different time. I said about Philippians 4, 6 through 7, um, again, that God said to me, Kevin, prayer is a constant reminder that I am in complete control and you are totally dependent on me. And this truth gives you my perfect peace. And then I thought about it and I realized how little I take advantage of the gift of the access to the father that came at such a great cost of the shed blood of Jesus Christ. And I challenged my friends on Facebook at that time to join me in rediscovering prayer, you know, just to think about how can I get more involved with prayer because it is such a, the, the gift that we have in prayer of just going straight to the Father is, is so, you know, through Jesus Christ and um, is so powerful. And um, I think that, as we go on here, we're going to see some of the connections here between um, prayer and different types of prayer. Um, you know, there's the prayers of supplication, which is, uh, you know, prayers um, asking God for what we need, as it said, what we need or maybe what others need. Take the focus off ourselves. You know, I think sometimes when I'm in those moments of anxiety or worry, it's, it's all about me. Um, there's a, there's a, a song that says, you know, um, I'm busy, 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 and I'm too surprised to see because it's all about me, 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 and things like that, you know, and so I think about that too. Um, but, uh, so remembering to pray for your, for your needs, remembering to pray for others' needs, prayers of thanksgiving, you know, just realizing what, a, what we have, you know, in Christ first and foremost, and and what we have in our lives and, and that, you know, as we were singing in some of these songs, he's always with us, you know. Uh, one thing I was listening to on the radio recently that really spoke to me was about how Jesus promised I will be with you till the end of the age. And the guy that the pastor that was speaking was saying, um, you know, but God, I'm going through this thing I can't handle. And he's hear the voice of God, I will be with you, you know, and or I am with you. And you know, but, but God, my life's a mess. I can't put this together. I am with you, you know, and, uh, um, I, I mess everything up. I am with you, you know, just that reminder that God is always with us being thankful for that. Um, and then making our requests known to God as well. Um, moving on to, uh, 
to the uh, to verse eight. Paul says, finally, and sometimes when he says finally, he goes on and says a lot for a while longer. And that's kind of the case here. But but uh, in this passage, um, I made a little note in my Bible that um, kind of, I think, I said something about all sin starts with a thought. So, you know, as we think about our thought life and, and this is talking about the positive things to meditate on, um, you know, and the things I don't, I don't want to overstate that the positive. A lot of people are all about power of positive thinking these days and stuff. I don't mean that. I mean, these are the, the things that God wants us to focus on. Um, uh, but on the on the counter side of this, if we if we're not careful, you know, um, our thoughts can lead lead to sin. You know, the battle occurs in the mind with the enemy as well. Um, but uh, remembering that he who is greater, he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Um, but uh, when it talks about the different things that that we're to meditate on, I think that we kind of lose this concept of meditation sometimes. Uh, it's not... Uh, the Eastern meditation of disconnecting, you know, kind of thing, but it's more um, really um, allowing God, Spirit, God to speak to us through the Holy Spirit, through his word, and um, taking that focus off of us or what we're going through, but putting it on, um, on as it says here, whatever things are true. And I, I heard a teaching that talked about the word whatever there and, and that it could almost be like misinterpreted as kind of this ecumenical whatever this, whatever that, you know, whatever, you know, we see that in society nowadays, you know, uh, the, like I said, the power of positive thinking or or different things like that. But really said that that's not really what Paul's saying here. He's he, he, the, the original language. You could almost sub- substitute in, um, you know, that the idea that scripture in here. So if you look at that and you say scripture is true, scripture is noble, you know, God's word is just, God's word is pure, God's word is lovely, um, you know, God's word is of good report, um, God's word is virtuous, praiseworthy, meditate on these things. And I think that's kind of where where we need to go with this is that that what Paul's telling us here, um, inspired by the Holy Spirit, is to to spend time with the Lord, meditating on the things that are of His Word, and um, and what He wants to speak into our lives. So that's um, that's where I get it with that. Um, another comment on that is that sometimes and if if anybody here does kind of struggle with anxiety at times you'll understand this a little bit sometimes um the uh the thoughts can get triggered into anxiety and so you know it's just like the enemy to try to take something that you know you're you're trying to think on things of the lord and try to twist that and turn it to be, you know, something that now instead of just thinking on these things, now you're worried about these things or now you're distracted by, well, I need to do this or that. 
And I appreciate so much how Laura, when she uh, leads worship up here, she'll say kind of, and she does it almost every week, like about the third song or something, she'll pray and she'll say, God, just let let us put aside the, the cares of this world and whatever's on our mind from the week. And every time she does that, my mind is drifting off to those things. And I told her that one time and I said, I said, I appreciate how you do that because it brings me back. And I think we can have the same thing happen when we sit down to read God's word. And I think it's important when we sit down to read God's word that we start with intentionally saying, God, speak to me. You know, we don't just flippantly open it and, well, I'm going to do my duty today and read through wherever I'm at kind of thing. But um, gosh, that we just stop and 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 say, Lord, speak to me, please uh, speak to my heart. Uh, show me what you want to show me. Um, and so that's that's kind of the idea that I'm getting at there is not to become distracted by other things, not to become caught up in thoughts, but to to fix our thoughts on the things that of the Lord. Um, this next verse, verse 9, I like because... Um, says, the things which you have learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. I like how Paul is saying here, follow me and you'll be following Christ. You know, I think that should be our aim that we, we say, you know, the, the things that we are sharing with others, that, that we're in the word enough that we're spending our time with the Lord enough in prayer that when we, that we're able to say that, you know, follow me and you'll be following Christ. And, um, you know, not to put it, I mean, we're, we're, we're going to fail too, but, but the confidence with which that he said that I think is, is something to, uh, really examine and, and, and look at is, you know, um, Lord make and make me, able to, to say that more. Um, and, and I think that, um, I'll take you over here into a different, uh, passage. Um, second Corinthians chapter one. So I think this fits here. That would be to your left. Verse three. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. The word comfort is in there so many times you can almost miss, you know, the importance of it, but but uh, I think what I what I see in that, amongst many other things, is that God is comforting me in my times of anxiety, so that I can comfort others when they're going through something similar, um, or you know whatever our struggles may be. Um, I think that. I lost my place in Philippians. <laughs> Thank you. 
I knew where it was. I just had to find it again. Um, so, you know, I think that's what God God uh, speaks to us about comforting others. Was my point there? Uh, verse ten. But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at last your care for me has flourished again. Though you surely did care, but you lacked opportunity. Um, I'll stop there for just a second. So here Paul's talking about how um, they uh, have uh, blessed him in the ministry. And he knows that they wanted to before, but they just weren't able. And he's not like really just complaining that they didn't before. He's just acknowledging that. Um, and he's rejoicing that they're, they're uh, um, showing their care for him at that time. Um, and then he goes on to say, uh, and this is probably the part that God's been speaking with me most most uh, recently, is contentment and how contentment and uh, um, anxiety can't really exist together very well. Um, so he says, not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. I know how to be abased and I know how to abound everywhere. And in all things, I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer in need. And I want to read just a little uh, thing about being content that I that I saw. I think it was in a book that I was reading about anxiety, um, but um, it was really powerful says, when we try to take the wheel away from God because we don't trust him, it will lead to emotional and spiritual fatigue. Why? Because we're doing something that we weren't created for. God made us to lean on him in dependence, to let him drive, which leads to contentment and the confidence that we are exactly where we need to be, doing what we need to do and fulfilling the role he created for us. This will usher in deep contentment. And then I just said, along with this, Lord, may I lean on you in dependence today and let you drive. Um, because that's the place that I was recently with, with my work as I was struggling. And um, still struggle. Um, I think I will always struggle. And that's why these passages will always be so near to my heart. Um, but uh, what happens sometimes with with work-related things, and I'm sure a lot of you understand this, it can happen with a lot of things, is um, you, you have this drive to stay caught up, but then to actually be caught up, it seems unachievable at times. Um, most of the time. And then as soon as you get there, if you ever do get there, you're behind again. And, uh, you know, it seems that sometimes that can breed discontentment um, because you feel like um, dissatisfied with that. And that, that for me can bring anxiety, which then brings more discontentment. And so it feeds off each other. But I looked at this and I saw... Paul, as I said before, he suffered so much. He went through so much. And yet he could say this with confidence that he learned the secret of being content in all things. And I I literally asked myself, what was his secret? What was it? You know, and I and I 
I think that um, one of the things that God spoke to me um, recently about with this was I was down in uh, Texas at the in Austin, Texas, at the Texas State Capitol and sitting on a bench um, by myself. Um, I was there for a work meeting uh, thing and and um, uh, to actually take an exam. And I was down there and and I heard God speak to me just saying, Kevin, trust me with your life and enjoy the life I've given you for me. And so he was saying to me, stop worrying, stop thinking about all this stuff. Trust me and enjoy the life that I've given you. And so, you know, that to me was was that contentment. But uh, more recently, as I was studying, kind of preparing this, I can't remember if it was before or after Tom asked me if I was teach, but it was around the same time. I asked that question. I was like, well, what was Paul's secret to contentment? And all I had to do was read to the very next verse because <laughs> he says it. He says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And amen. I mean, if if we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, then we can be content in whatever, whatever situation we're in. Um, and uh, so that's, that's kind of what, what God's been sharing with me lately. And, uh, you know, I, I, like I said, I just, I just pray that God has spoken to you through his word. Um, maybe where you're at right now, maybe where you've been, maybe where you're going to be comforting someone else, whatever it may be, you know, glory be to him because he's the one that, um, can take us from these times of of anxiety to a place of contentment. And, uh, you know, I think that because we live in a fallen world, different ones of us struggle, struggle with things like anxiety to a different degree. Um, and, uh, and, and some of us struggle with other things, but, but we know that in the end, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Strengthens us. Amen? Amen. So um, let's go ahead and, and I'll, I'll close this in prayer and then we'll close in one final song. And then, like I said, if anybody wants to come up and speak with me afterwards, please feel free. I would love to talk to you more. And uh, we'll go from there and pray for you if you have prayer needs as well. Lord, thank you for the opportunity to speak tonight. Just thank you for showing me personally how you have uh, given me the antidote to worry, the antidote to anxiety and prayer, Lord, just to to pray, to, to tell you what I need and thank you for what you've done, Lord, and that you'll give me that peace that passes understanding. And I pray that I would and that, that we all would fix our thoughts, Lord, on you, on things of you, Meditate on those things. And I pray that we would learn to say, as Paul did, that we can be content in whatever situation we are in because we know that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. I thank you that you paid such a high price through the death of Jesus Christ on the cross for us to be able to do, to access you in prayer and to um, bring our needs before you and to be comforted by you, Lord, to be able to rest in your power and your truth. 
Um, let us never forget, Lord, what price that that took, but also let us never forget that you are are a risen Lord, Lord. You are the God of everything. You are the God that spoke everything into being, and that you are with us wherever, whenever. And you promise you will be with us till the end of the age, Lord. We look forward when you, to when you take us home. And we pray that each and every day we would be in your word, seeking you, asking you to speak to us, to change our lives so that we can comfort others as they're going through things and that we can live lives that are glorifying to you, Lord, lives with your peace, your joy, your contentment, and trusting in you in all things. In your name I pray. Amen.